Hey, I'm Steve Full, and welcome to another one. This episode of Being Freelance is brought to you by With Jack. They help keep you in business by supporting you financially or legally if you have problems with a client. Get the freelance insurance you deserve with monthly plans and zero cancellation fees. A With Jack policy gives you complete control over your protection. Visit withjack.co.uk and be a confident freelancer. And right now, let's find out what it's like being freelance for graphic designer Innocent K. Buoteng. I think it's a great way to send a message out to other Africans and other Ghanaians. People actually had that notion that you can't really make it working online from home. Fiverr is known for the competition and whenever there is a lot of competition, like a lot of people fighting for the same thing, it reduces the value. So that is the mindset. But then personally, People coming from my YouTube channel have demonstrated the value that I can provide for them in the videos and tutorials that I make. So they know the value that I'm ready to provide and then they are ready to pay for that. The only limits that exist are the ones that are in your mind. Regardless of where you are from now, thanks to the internet, you can work with every single body it's not about where you're coming from. It is about who you are and where you want to get to. Yes, so that is Innocent, who is a freelancer based in Ghana. His story coming up. How are you? How are you looking lovely, I must say? I hope you're doing okay. If you're enjoying this season of being freelance, please do think about leaving a review, think about sharing it. That does us a massive favour. Uh, but also go back and listen to, there's over 200 other guests and remember it doesn't matter what they do for a living it's all about the being freelance so go take a listen and uh, yeah let me know what you think you can always reach out on all the social media channels or of course directly in the being freelance community come and join freelancers from around the world there's a button to click to come join at beingfreelance.com where you will also find transcripts and show notes for pretty much every episode certainly for this one as well so if you want to find links and read the transcript for innocence episodes you can go to beingfreelance.com but let's crack on chat to this week's guest that is freelance graphic designer innocent k Buoteng. hey innocent hey steve thanks for having me on this one i'm really honored oh man really looking forward to hearing your story and how about we get started with that hearing how you got started being freelance all right so after i finished high school here in ghana i took up a job that was before i got to university so I took up a job at the printing press and I was serving as the typee. So anything regarding typing, I would do it. And I had the opportunity to learn Photoshop from a then graphic designer. So when he's doing something, I'll just go and sit by him and then learn Photoshop. I picked up the interest in working in Photoshop around 2015. And then I started watching a lot of tutorials on YouTube. So I downloaded gigs and gigs of tutorials from YouTube, and then I started practicing. Now, I had a bit of following on Facebook and Instagram, so any kind of work that I would do, I would just share it on the platform, and then people would be like, wow, this is great. You are doing well. Can you do some of them for us? So I started working for free, and apparently people started paying me for what I do. So 
fast forward to 2017, I got introduced to Fiverr and then I decided to make this like a real time business. So I decided to brand, rebrand my Instagram, post my works there and people started reaching out for gigs or giving me gigs. Yeah. So that was how I started being freelance. What was your experience of Fiverr like? How did, how did you get on with that at, at first and did it change over time? I really thought it was going to be a very crazy place. The competition is very tough on Fiverr, so I didn't really pay attention to it until 2017. So it was this kind of work that I did for a friend in the US and somebody needed someone to manipulate a picture for and it was a friend, so he recommended me to the person. Now, when I got in touch with a person on Facebook, she said that the best place she could hire me was on Fiverr. So I thought, okay, that was a great opportunity. I quickly set up my account and then she placed the order on Fiverr. And that was my first gig. And subsequently, she gave me four other gigs and ratings. And that was how I got started with Fiverr. What would you say was like a good thing to do in terms of, you know, getting work on Fiverr. Obviously, that first one was a personal recommendation, but what things did you try out that, that were successful? Okay, so in 2017, I also started a YouTube channel where I decided to share my little experiences that I've learned after I've, I've been in using Photoshop for like two, three years. So I decided to share that small, small things that I've learned in Photoshop with others on YouTube. So when I saw that Fiverr was an opportunity, like a great place to make money, I then decided to build my following on Instagram and then build my following on YouTube as well. So I started posting free tutorials for people on um, YouTube. I picked topics that people would be interested in. So people were coming from my social media handles to my Fiverr account. So I didn't really have to use that buyer request where people would have to use, especially when you start on Fiverr, you message a lot of people, send a lot of requests before you get your first few gigs. I just had to pull people from my YouTube accounts or my YouTube channel and my Instagram, Facebook, just to Fiverr. I see. So uh, like for those who, who don't use Fiverr, it sounds to me like the way you're using it that is different perhaps to Upwork, for example, is that you are you can create, um, I guess, like offers like a, I will do this for you for this amount of money. And you can have any number of those on your profile. So people might click through to you from your from your YouTube channel, for example, and see those and then be able to buy it straight away. Was it like that? Yes, exactly. So just like I said, I pick a particular topic. So one of the videos that drives people to my Fiverr account is how to make a church poster or a church flyer. So I do that particular tutorial step by step. And after that, in YouTube, in the comment section, I'll pin my gig that, that relates to church flyers to that particular video. So in case the video blows up and then have many views, the people are likely to see the first comment in a section and I'll leave it in the description as well. 
So people watch the tutorial and you see if they can't really have time to make it themselves, they would rather want somebody to do it for them. So seeing that you can teach it, actually testify that you can do it as well. So they will follow to my Fiverr account and be like, hey, I'm coming from your YouTube channel. So I saw this, that you can do it for me. And then we just get started over there. I love that because really that's that's no different to when people create content and then try to get them towards their own website and then try to get them to to, to pay for their services. But instead of driving them to your website, you're driving them to my Fiverr account. A platform that makes it easy to pay you, especially I guess because you're in Ghana, does that make it easier to be paid? Because obviously overseas transactions can be tricky if you were dealing with them all yourself. So you have one central place in Fiverr. Yes, that's that's the idea. So people you see when people are ordering from Fiverr, it's kind of trusty. The trust thing is there instead of you be like, hey, I can work this out for you for them to send you the money. On Fiverr, they just make the payments. When you deliver everything and then they accept it, you get paid and everyone is on the same page. That's so good. Yeah, so it's the trust as well. So how how often would you be creating videos that specifically drove people to your Fiverr gigs? Okay, since 2017, I think July of 2017, I've been very consistent on YouTube. I've been creating videos quite almost like every week, unless it is the time for break where I take like two weeks of break because sometimes you get so burnt out. So uh, otherwise, I would just be creating or when I'm in school and it's time for exam or something like that, I just take a break. But since 2017, I've been creating consistent videos for people and it has been really helpful when it comes to driving people to my Fiverr accounts and my social media pages for them to order something. So you're creating videos every week, but you were doing that originally while studying. Are you still studying now or have you finished? Yes, I'm still studying. I'm currently level 300 in the university. I'll be completing next year. Oh, wow. Yes. So the whole time, basically, that you've been at university, you've been doing this on the side. What what are you studying, by the way? I'm reading information technology in education. And so for you, when you finish that course, is there like a career that you had in mind to do with that? Or are you all about being a freelance designer, if you see what I mean? Actually, now I've picked an interest in design. I really love designs. That is one thing that, but I also love teaching a lot because teaching gives clarity when you kind of share something with 10 people, you share it 10 times, but they will hear it once. So I I feel like since education is part of my program, I'll go more into education, but then I'll try to blend the IT and then the design I'm, I, I really love designing just like that. So I'm actually going to keep up the freelance, working on the freelance, but I will go more into teaching because I really love to teach and share my ideas, thoughts and principles with others. So have you had any problems with working on Fiverr? Um, honestly, it's the payment system that is not really great. 
just like you said earlier, living in Ghana and getting the payments. Um, for the record, PayPal is not supported here in Ghana. So if you want to use PayPal, you would have to use a different um, African country or perhaps if you have a friend outside, you let them help you. So the payment would have to reach somebody else before it comes to me. Of course, I created a PayPal and then it got blocked since we are not supported. PayPal is not supported here in Ghana. So the only problem I have with Fiverr is the payment system and also their, their emails delays a lot. Somebody can send you a message four hours later before you get a notification. And that is sometimes really, really annoying because by the time you reply the message, the person has already gone to another um, person to get serviced. Oh man, yeah, that would be annoying. So what tips would you give to somebody else who who wanted to get started on Fiverr, do you think? Fiverr is, like I said, a very competitive place and no one really wants to hire you if you don't have any kind of rating. So before you even think of starting on Fiverr, you can actually build a kind of following or get some trusted people who will be your first or give you your first orders and rate you. People wouldn't really want to hire somebody who has no rating or is, doesn't have any kind of level. I'm currently level one on Fiverr, so it has, it has it gives people the impression that I'm kind of trusted, I have the reviews. So before you even start on Fiverr, make sure that you have at least a following, like you build some kind of following that you can easily, it's more or less like driving people to your website. So you build that kind of following and then you say, hey, I'm launching this particular gig if you'd be interested to purchase or you find a few people to make your first orders. If, if possible, you can even pay them to make the orders so that you get the reviews and people can from there start giving you jobs. And then do you start showing up in people's searches? Okay, so the algorithm on Fiverr is such that if you are quite fortunate and you get like consistent gigs or consistent jobs, you may be placed at the top of your your gig. So when somebody searches for church flyers and then you have the reviews, you come up first. And another tip is you have to always be online because people would want to work directly. I read that most of the people that come on Fiverr come because they really need their job done quickly. So they don't want to send it to their local printing press. So if you are always online, it gives the people impression that you are ready to work and they can easily give you jobs instead of messaging somebody who is not online and then later on waiting for them to respond. So how do you cope with that when you're also studying as well as this? How do you fit work around life? It's a very tough thing, especially when I got to my third year and I had to pick up a lot of leadership role in, in school and in church as well. So it was kind of very stressful. But then I think it all comes up to time management. When you're able to manage your time well, I use a lot of time management app on my phone because I'm always almost on my phone. So 
the alarms, the reminders, the timetable. I've got everything in place. When it's time for classes, I'll be there. When it's time to read, I'll be there. And when it's time for work, I'll also be there. So I think it all comes to time management and how you manage your time as a freelancer and then a student. Yeah, nice. And what's it like for you in like your part of Ghana, for example? Like, are you in a city or are you quite rural? I guess if you're at university, you're probably in a city. Okay, so when it's time for school, I school in Kumasi, so I'm in the city. But then when I'm where I'm coming from, I didn't really come from like a big city. It's not that kind of like a village or something, but it's not that a big city. And then um, I didn't have the opportunity to attend these big, big schools. I went to the government schools. So I came from a very small city in Ghana, but then um, I made it through. And so I think it, it all comes to limitations and why you think really that you are not really limited. It is only your mindset that is going to, because all that I'm doing now is practically self-taught. And It's self-taught, but also, yeah, you're able to work with, with the world effectively. Do you know other freelancers or is it mainly just you doing this where you are? Yeah, there are a lot of people. So, for instance, currently people are on Instagram and then they are showcasing their work. So I think uh, they are really built. And then a couple of my my friends, we are trying to send that message out there. So I've recently started a series on my YouTube channel where I talk with creatives and freelancers here in Ghana, specifically in Ghana. So I reach out to the creatives who are also freelancers and then I let them share their stories and then their processes with others. I think it's a great way to send a message out there to other Africans and other Ghanaians, fellow Ghanaians, the youth in particular, that they can actually start this whole thing. And people actually have that notion that you can't really make it working online from home. But I think this whole lockdown issue and things has proven that you can actually stay at your home and then reach out to many people, work out for others from around the globe. So we are trying to spread that message out there to the youth in Ghana and in Africa. Oh man, good for you. I love your content uh, that you're creating, but it must, like, I know, it, you. you know, I make, I make videos, I, I do podcasts, and I know how long it takes to do things. Yeah. How much time would you say that you have to give to the stuff that you're creating for YouTube, for example, uh, on a weekly basis? It's a lot of time. That is an honest thing. It's a lot of time, especially when I'm in school. But then what I do is I split it. I don't try to record, edit, and post at the same day. When I started earlier on, I was doing that, and it really got me burned out and stuff. But what I do is I would use one day. So when I'm in school, I post once a week. So I'll use one day to plan, one day to edit, one day to record, and then one day to post. So with that, it gives me kind of, let's say, dedicating an hour or two for your content every single day. And by the following week, when you post a video today, by the following week, you've already come up with a different content 
that you can push. So I think that gives you it gives you a lot of time to rest, a lot of time to focus on other things as well. So practically six to eight hours a week dedicated to my content that I create on YouTube. But when I come home, sometimes it changes. I try to post twice a week, so that means it is going to double the time that I spend. If you get a concept. But the great thing is, as well, is you're connecting with people, as as you know, as well as driving people to Fiverr, you're connecting with a community and people who refer you. I guess. Exactly. So community is also very important when it comes to things like this. So because people freelancing is more of recommendation. You show your works and uh, somebody will just recommend you to somebody. They will see a post somewhere looking for a flyer designer and then they'll be like, hey, Innocence, I saw this post here. I think you can reach out or, or recommend you to that person and then the person reach out. So community is a very important issue when it comes to this whole freelance thing because people would have to recommend you. You can't always recommend yourself. Yeah. Something else I wanted to ask about Fiverr is that a lot of time people criticize it for, for well, they call it like a race to the bottom. You know, like you're not earning as much as you could be because nobody wants to pay enough on there. What's your experience of that? So I think it all comes down to the value that you are creating. And I think Fiverr also is known for the competition. And, you know, Whenever there is a lot of competition, like a lot of people seeking or fighting for the same thing, it reduces the value. So that is the mindset. But then personally, people coming from my YouTube channel have demonstrated the value that I can provide for them in the videos and tutorials that I make. So they know the value that I'm ready to provide and then they are ready to pay for that. So I think when you start off on Fiverr, people really have that doubt that can you really do it? Or after all, a lot of people are fighting for the same project. When somebody posts a buyer request, people will be fighting for that same project. So it will just, or they can just keep any amount for that. But if you are able to set up your value or tell the clients the value that you can provide them, I think they are going to pay what you are worth. So you don't feel that you need to compete by going lower with your price because actually you're confident enough that enough people are coming to you knowing that they want to work with you, not somebody else. Exactly. So they they know the person that they are going in for and what value he can provide from the videos and tutorials that I make. That's great. So that's work on Fiverr. Do you work with people locally as well? Yes, I do work with people locally. So I said earlier that I work at a printing press. So people really know me from the printing press. And then sometimes they email or text you, call you, work on projects locally. Or sometimes I even get called at the printing press. I'm currently not working there. But then I go there to offer them help and assistance once in a while. So I worked with others locally. And and people are even noticing me from my YouTube page as well. So they try to work with you directly. If they find out that you're a Ghanaian, 
and then you, you are making this kind of tutorials and stuff there are not many of us making tutorials especially when it comes to graphics and um, the tech aspect so people really love to work with a local guy trying to put himself out there on the internet mm. one of the places that i'm getting most of my gigs from these days is also on my instagram because recently i've been very active on instagram branded my instagram and then using the right hashtags and all those things and yeah so fiverr people coming from my youtube channel that is locally and then internationally and then working on instagram as well and sometimes in these communities on facebook where you get to experience or, or interact with people share your works sometimes you do get gigs from there so the thing is not only on fiverr actually you can't depend on that it's, it's an honest thing sometimes it takes like two weeks three weeks or probably a month and then you've not gotten uh, any gig on fiverr but then the other places would be working for you so you put all of this together you don't actually put all your eggs in one basket i hope you get a point yeah no that's such a good point with your youtube and for for content that you're creating I like as well that it seems, you know, for, you gave the example of creating a, a church flyer. Uh, you're creating content that people, um, I know, it's not just showing them how to, I don't know, draw a circle, for example, in Illustrator. It's yes. how to actually create something that people want in the real world and that they could buy from you potentially if they didn't want to do it themselves. How do you come up with the ideas for what people are looking for? So let me start off this way. When I, I started, I learned from YouTube. But then when I started, I wasn't getting that kind of a step-by-step -step tutorial. And sometimes most of them that you get, you'll be a step-by-step, -step, but then full of music, no kind of instruction to kind of walk you through how to come up with that. So I decided to offer myself to do that kind of thing. So I mostly make my tutorials in depth so that even the first person to open photoshop for the first time would be able to go up with that and when it comes to the ideas it's mostly generated from the things that i've done in the past when i was working at the printing press because i created like a lot of flyers banners brochures when i was at the printing press so when i revisit some of my works I just figure out the things that I could do or I could have done better then, and then I remake that poster. Or sometimes I grab inspiration from Pinterest, um, from Instagram, from um, all the social media handles that you can. Sometimes you see, or people personally send you flyers or kind of a thing that they want to see a tutorial on. But then if I pick someone's work, not working out it on it, like verbatim, step by step, if I pick someone's work, I try to credit the person that this flyer was made by this person, but it was suggested by a friend or a subscriber. So I picked the flyer and then I made a tutorial out of it. But most of the tutorials are from the previous works that I've done and the inspirations I get on the internet. You mentioned that you've been creating more interview styles as well with other creatives uh, in Ghana. 
do you get to collaborate with other people in other ways? Yes. So the idea of the interviews recently came. I think I'm trying to go out there fully to talk to other creatives. And then I've done like three collaborations with creatives, especially the tech. You know, I'm an IT guy, so I love tech. I really love tech. So I recently had the opportunity to collaborate with the tech YouTubers in Ghana. Most of them, I went to the capital town to collaborate with most of them on the page or on the channel. And then you're growing from each other's audiences, I guess. That is the point. Which, as well as growing your audience, will grow your business. Are it all ties together, and I love it, Innocent. What What would you say, though, is the biggest challenge to you being freelance? Well, my biggest challenge currently would have to be the payment system. So Instagram, for instance, people will come to you and then they would want your service. They would want you to do something for them. But then most of their preferred payment options aren't available here in Ghana. Um, so like I mentioned earlier, my PayPal got blocked. So I had to depend on a, a friend, a Ghanaian friend in the United States. So all payments were sent to him and then later on he would send it to me. Because people wouldn't really want to send you a direct money before you do the work for them. And you know, that is the concept of freelancing. You pay before you get serviced. So they would send it to that account. So my biggest problem right now is the payment option. I really hope and wish that the current or PayPal is currently supported in Ghana. I think it would have and things like Cash App. I really hope it's supported here in Ghana. It would have been like a greater blessing because I've lost a, a lot of clients as regard to this kind of payment option. Yeah, that's got to be frustrating. Yeah. When you ask somebody to transfer via Western Union, they, they feel like it's because, because there are a lot of scammers online and that kind of stuff. So they feel like PayPal, Cash App, those big, big transaction platforms, they are trustworthy and then they want to send through that medium. So they really prefer that to other transfers. And then there are a couple of them that works locally, but then most of the international clients don't know about it, except somebody who lives in, let's say, the UK, but he's from Ghana. That person would know that something like tap, tap, send, it works. So they can easily use that to transfer money to you in Ghana rather than the international clients. Oh man, I hope that gets better for you soon. I hope so. <laughs> I always do this thing where I ask for three facts about yourself to make two true and one a lie and let me figure out the lie. What do you have for me, Innocent? I really, really, <laughs> I'm, I'm a very bad liar. Let's see if this works <laughs> out. Okay, so the first thing is I've really never broken a bone. The second one is I've traveled throughout Ghana. I've been to every region in Ghana. And the third one is I've lived with my grandma or my grandparents since I was three. You've never broken a bone? I've never broken a bone. I'm just, I mean, that's, I, how old are you? 23. 23. So I'm just thinking how many bones I might have broken by the time I was 23. Yeah, at least two. There was the one on the climbing frame and there was the one trying to impress a girl on a bucking bronco. <laughs> There's at least two bones. Wow. 
And do you know what? She didn't even notice. Yeah, so I don't know. But I mean, that's possible. It is possible. Yeah, I kind of believe that. You've travelled throughout Ghana, but I mean, like, I haven't travelled throughout the UK. I haven't travelled throughout my country. Was there a reason that you travelled specifically throughout your country? Okay, Ghana isn't that big if you look at the map. And and most of them were on trips and vacations because Ghana has like a lot of the Kakum National, the Relief Falls, like those interesting places that you can go and experience nature. So most of them were invitations from friends and then school projects and stuff like that. This is dangerous because that sounds true as well. And then you've lived with your grandparents since you were three, did you say? Yes. So when I was three, my grandma came for me. And then since then, I've been living with them. Even now that I'm speaking, I'm with my grandma. That's nice. She came for me and subsequently she came for the two of my other brothers as well. So we both lived with her till this time. Oh, gosh. This is so tricky. These all seem true. So it kind of feels like the only way that last story isn't true is if, like, you've never met your grandparents, for example, and it's completely turned on its head. Likewise, the never broken a bone, maybe maybe that isn't true. Maybe you've broken loads of bones. Or, of course, you haven't travelled. Oh, I don't know. OK, I'm going to say, actually... You've broken lots of bones. You're, you've been really careless. <laughs> I'm going to go for that. But actually, that that is the lie. Okay, so you're wrong. <sighs> I've not travelled to the whole regions in Ghana. I've currently travelled six out of ten of them. And then this particular series that I've started, the creative talk that I want to embark on, that is what I'm looking forward to reach out to all the other regions so that I can find the creatives in there to talk to them. So I'll use that particular project to finish the traveling. <laughs> That's great. Yes. So by the end of that, they will yeah. all be true. Oh, that's good. Okay. Yes. Now, if you could tell your younger self one thing about being freelance, what would that be? It's all about limitation. The only limits that exist are the ones that are in your mind. Regardless of where you are from now, thanks to the internet, you can work with every single body. So put out your craft out there, start something, teach people, get recommendation, and start working on the internet and be a freelancer. Nice. You strike me as somebody who's ambitious, not just within your work, but obviously within the content that you create and everything. You can't do that if you're not. But are you somebody who who, who has goals, who has a plan? Yes, I, I have like a lot of plan. And then I have a lot of things written down that I'm currently working with the systems instead of goals. I'm not trying to reach out to goals because mostly when you work with goals, it kind of fails you. So I've, I've broken it down to systems where I can really achieve it one at a time, step by step. And then, but then I have big goals, big aspiration, uh, like, you know, changing the directive of the African mindset that you can't really make it big 
from Africa or when you are coming from like a very small place or village, you can't really make it big. So I have that goal to change that narrative and to prove to other young youths from Africa that it's it's not about where you're coming from. It is about who you are and where you want to get to. So that is the mindset and that is the goal. I love it. Innocent, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Go to beingfreelance.com and you'll be able to click through, as you can for all of our guests, of course, to see what they're up to online so that you can watch uh, Innocence. You, you go by Sir Innocent, don't you? Isn't that your? Yes, Sir Innocent on Instagram and then on Twitter <laughs> and then Innocent Keywording on YouTube. So links through so you can find Sir Innocent on all of those platforms. So go take a look at what he's up to beingfreelance.com and Innocent is in the Being Freelance community so while you're at beingfreelance.com click on community and come through and hang out with us uh, there to boot if you've enjoyed this please do share it with other people think about leaving a review as well it really can make a difference but for now Innocent thanks so much and all the best Being Freelance thanks for having me Steve it's been a great pleasure